Welcome to the first episode of the ESN Univine On Air podcast. Today we have a special treat for you because it is Halloween themed. I am your host Louisa. And my name is Max. So today we're going to talk about all things spooky, scary, and mysterious. But Maxine, let's be real here. 2020 mm-hmm. has been a scary year overall. <laughs> a horrible year indeed. I'm sorry, I just froze. <laughs> um, uh, just a moment. Okay, we're good. But first of all, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Luisa. I am 20 years old and I study translation studies at the University of Vienna. And I just joined ESN like a month ago or something and it's been amazing. And my name, as I've revealed before, is Max. I'm too old to still be studying. I'm studying psychology and Czech studies. What else is there to say? I've been part of ESN for about a year. And if you actually do recognize my voice, that is because um, we've actually been doing another podcast last semester, which was uh, called Home Alone with Ethan and Nivine. A very sad name for a podcast, but fitting for 2020. And now, after a very long summer, we've decided to, to restart it with a new name. We hope that you'll like it. So what are we going to do today? <laughs> Obviously, as I've stated before, we're going to talk about all things Halloween. So let's start off with the spooky places in Vienna now, shall we? Yes. What kind of places have you gathered which are spooky and creepy in Vienna? Not only at night, but also especially at night. <laughs> Not only at night. The Folter Museum, written down. Because I think it's really interesting to go there. I've been there once. You can learn a lot about execution. And it's also kind of interesting lovely. here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just very lovely topic. Methods of torture. You can get amazing ideas from that and <laughs> you can hear don't do it at home kids don't do it at home please you can hear about the burning of witches amazing and it's pretty cheap so i really really recommend it where exactly is it the torture museum a good question i do not know the ad- address because i think it's I, I think there are several actually in vienna because vienna is kind of a macabre city i think one is not far away from the like the, um, what's it called, like the Museum of Marine Life Forms or something. Like it's uh, next to a cinema, I think, uh, nearby Maria Hilferstraße, the big shopping street. Yeah. Like as far as I remember, it's only like, you don't see anything when you go there. It's just like stairs leading down to the abyss. And yeah. then in front is a sign that says Torture Museum, five euros entry. So that's pretty cool to go there. But what about you? So I thought, I thought I'd start out with a spooky place most of you probably heard about. Some of you maybe have even uh, participated in our tour through it. And it's called, well, Zentralfriedhof in, in German. And in English it would translate to the Central Cemetery. Uh, the Central Cemetery is actually one of the biggest cemeteries all over the world. I think it's the largest one in Europe as well. So you get the idea, it's quite big. 
there actually, as far as I know, there are about 330,000 individual graves. Individual graves, mind you, not counting mass graves and uh, whatever else there is, yeah. like tombs. Yeah. So problem. it's massive. It's actually also, it has the graves of lots of famous people as well, like Mozart and Beethoven. Actually, we don't really know where Mozart is uh, laid to rest because he was, well, he was put into a mass grave. Mm -hmm. But um, some, it's supposed to be somewhere in the Central Cemetery as far as I know. Yeah. And it's also not that old either. I think it was opened like 150 years ago. So it grew quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So many dead people in such a little amount of time. Yeah, uh, I wonder what happened there. There is actually... There is um, a myth about it, though. There's a myth about it? Okay, yeah. uh, tell, tell me your myth and I'll tell you my myth. <laughs> okay. The story that I know. <laughs> Let's see if they match. So, I exactly. heard that they buried people that were still alive in the cemetery. Like till on purpose. Like they used to. <laughs> um, I think... Um, I think it was actually, like, used to be quite common, like, 100 years ago or so. And I'm not sure whether it's still a thing, but back then they, like, some people were really afraid of being shoved into a grave while still alive. So they had, like, a little bell attached to the coffin. So, like, not to the coffin, but if, like, some kind of contraption. Oh. And the bell was, like, next to the gravestone. And if they were actually still alive while being buried, uh, they could, like, ring the bell so that people would come and rescue them. That is so smart. I love that. Yeah, I don't think it actually ever really worked. But like, I mean, just imagine a okay. bell is ringing, ringing some sometime at night <laughs> in the cemetery. <laughs> well, I don't think I'd go there. Just to be a ghost. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I wouldn't go there, <laughs> even if it's a ghost. Especially if it's a ghost, actually. Yeah, that's true. But I so do you want to hear my? I do have something to add to the central cemetery because there's mm -hmm. also a part where the nameless dead people are. Ooh, and... that's true. Oh, there was another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because I heard about a myth. The the cemetery of the nameless. Yes. Yeah, I do. I've actually been there. Nice. Uh, years ago. Did you like it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I actually found out that the people are nameless in the cemetery because a lot of people washed up from the Danube, like a lot of corpses washed up. And so they didn't know who those people were and they buried them all there. Yeah, that's actually the same story that I've heard as well, yeah. It's also very close to the Danube, like literally 20 meters away from the shore. Well, maybe it's a little less, but it's 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 like it's really next to the Danube. Um, it looks really small. I mm -hmm. think there's like I don't know at most fifty graves, like individual graves, uh, which are all like nameless, of course. <laughs> um, but I've read that they actually like it's 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 been it's been a long-standing cemetery, and it kind of uh, fell into disrepair in the twenty. Century. But I've heard that they actually had like as much as 600 people buried there at, at some point or throughout time. But I don't know where the other ones are being held. Maybe there's like maybe only one small part of the cemetery is actually publicly accessible, uh, or the other one just like it's it's been so it fell in so much disrepair that they didn't bother tending to it anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. So it actually got smaller with time. Do you mean or? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I haven't been there 100 years ago, but it seems <laughs> like it's quite small for 600 people. It's like literally size of uh, two average student rooms. Okay. So, so look around, people, and you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all stacked up, basically, underneath the ground. Uh, maybe, maybe they're stacked. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be that they, you know, rose from the dead and started attacking. But I think that would have been in the news. Very spooky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There was actually also, um, I just wanted to say, uh, I, I just wanted to quickly tell you the other myth I heard about uh, the Central Cemetery. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious whether you know this one. Um, Me too. So, in Vienna, there is a, it's like a Vienna brand of beer. It's called uh, Otterkringer. It's yep. in the one in the yellow, in the yellow cans. Yes, I do not remember the taste, but I know I've tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is one of the cheapest beers out there, I think. And uh, people tend to say that it has a very special taste. And so the legend goes that. <laughs> so actually, the, the beer I don't know beer brewery. I, I assume the brewery is located in Vienna itself. Yes. Um, yeah. Not far away from the Gürtel. And uh, legend has it that <coughs> legend has it that. Uh, they actually, like, they use underground water for their beer. I've heard that the water, actually, that they use, it actually first passes through the whole cemetery, the whole central cemetery. Oh, And that is why it has, like, Otterkringer has this special kind of taste to it <laughs> that not a lot of people like. Oh, that explains it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I do still think it's a legend, uh, though I don't really like the taste either, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably, but it would be really funny if it were true. <laughs> yeah, so that's my myth. <laughs> well, that's cool. So I do have a third spooky place, though. Yes, do tell me. The university. The university? <laughs> really? No, honestly, it is a spooky okay. place. When you go there, it's very scary. Come on, like the atmosphere is not amazing. <laughs> well, nowadays all the exams are online anyway, so no reason to be scared. Unless you go into university to open up your laptop and take an exam, I guess. <laughs> the catacombs underneath the St. Stephen's Cathedral. Ooh, Everybody can nice visit them. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it's underneath the church and I feel like whenever you go into a church there's a strange feeling in the air of something holy, of something mysterious. So if you go down to the darker parts it gets even more eerie. Have you ever been there? Like I, in those uh, catacombs specifically? I am not sure about it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but I probably as a child, <laughs> which uh, maybe traumatized me, and so I don't remember it. <laughs> it is a very scary place, though, to be fair. Yeah, did you go? Um, I didn't. I always wanted to. I've been into other uh, catacombs, like in the Czech Republic, for example. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually, my family has some history there. Like, my, we don't have anyone lying there in the catacombs. But um, my aunt, when she was younger and she was studying in Vienna, she was taking, she was participating in a tour through the catacombs below. Because I think you can only go there with a tour, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there are tours. Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's like huge, like a huge labyrinth. And they took the very last tour, which was like at, I think, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. 
-hmm. and uh, they kind of stayed around at one place for too long and they actually lost tour <laughs> they actually ended up getting stuck in the catacombs oh that's <laughs> yes at night <laughs> yeah so it, it was like um uh, my aunt and her then boyfriend i think um, like they were like frantically trying to find it because it was dark as hell because of course they turned the lights off as well and there were only like very small windows every now and then mm -hmm. to uh, give them some light from the street and uh, I think after running around for I don't know one or two hours they just decided it's not worth it they took a stone and broke a window and escaped <laughs> what? oh my god yes. <laughs> Well, how long would they have to wait for the next tour? Well, about 24, no, not 24 hours, but like 12 hours, I think. They definitely would have had to sleep in those Oh, rooms. wow, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. Catacombs, rather. Um, actually, I've also talked, I, funnily enough, I've, I've been talking about this, uh, I've, I've been talking about this story with, with my mother, and uh, she, she actually taught me another thing. There was another catacomb somewhere in Vienna, I think uh, from like from some Christian uh, like order I don't know and they and it was like um, she she was there at some point in the 70s I think mm -hmm. and it was basically abandoned and so at, at one point there was a club like a disco in there Wow <laughs> you could go there and like uh, shake it up with the bones lying around you from people dead for centuries Damn. Yeah. Damn. Vienna is a very macabre city yeah, that is true. Yeah. I don't know whether that's really sure, but... Uh, uh, really true, I mean. But it, it would fit yeah. to Vienna being yeah. macabre. There would I, be... I, I want to believe it. <laughs> yeah. It would be really cool to have like a party with all the bones. You don't even have to buy the core, you already have it. And it looks real mm. because it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Definitely yeah. sounds scary though. As long as the bones don't get up and dance around with you, I think you're safe though. Yeah, probably. Okay, <laughs> so I do have one last place in Vienna, which is the Michaela Group. Oh yes! Yes, I've, uh, it's like at Michaela Platz, right? Yes, but I've actually also never been there, so I really mm -hmm. have to visit all those places with mentioned to be honest but yeah <laughs> so Halloween is coming up <laughs> it is coming up we have time um, so there is like a subsoil of Vienna and apparently there are a lot of coffins and vaults there and you can mm -hmm. find mummies in those coffins very spooky and you it's all like mm. they have tours so you can visit it and get spooked so they actually like go around and open the coffins or are the coffins already opened and people are on display good question <laughs> because i think it's for all ages so maybe they won't show you the mummy oh it's for it actually says on their homepage it's for all ages <laughs> yes <laughs> So visit our tombs. It's for all ages. Bring your children. Yes. <laughs> Special discount for children under four years. That's funny though. Um, I've also been, as I, I think I mentioned before, I've been at a catacomb. It was a small one in the Czech Republic. Yeah. And um, in Brno, city of uh, Brno. Oh, Brno. Yeah. And uh, yeah, beautiful city. And right next to the train station, it's it can't be uh, longer than ten minutes walking distance. 
there's a very small uh, inconspicuous church mm -hmm. uh, and you, you really have to squint to see it but they actually offer a tour through the catacombs there and it's actually like not really cat it's more of a museum really mm -hmm. they basically what they did is like they took all the coffins uh, they did desecrated it put it in a museum and like basically just showed you all those dead monks and uh, and noble men and noble women Ooh. so what uh, so they actually like they put them in, in like glass uh, like behind glass so you can take a proper look at them and uh, yeah it was they, they looked like mummies it was kind of scary and there was one because we've been talking about this before as well there was one noble woman she was actually buried alive and the reason why uh, why people knew that she was buried alive was because when they opened up the coffin it had scratch nails uh, inside the coffin oh my yeah. god that... yeah I think it was quite Wait. disturbing to see that actually <laughs> also actually it was on full display scratches. you could actually see those scratches yes you could very well see them like mm. it was it looked like from a from a movie but it was very very real <laughs> yeah. So she must have had very long nails and have been scratching for a long time. That's sad. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Probably the rest of her life. Oh damn. Which Maybe at she's that still point scratching very long. during the night. Oh, don't give me nightmares. <laughs> now imagine a mummy scratching on the glass. Oh, <laughs> we should stop recording this late. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two things which are specifically Viennese. They're not very well known and it's actually more legends than, than stories. Um, pardon me? Pardon me. <laughs> I've got the hiccups. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I make weird sounds. Yeah, so my final two places. The first one is actually something quite, again, very inconspicuous. And it is uh, called Hungarian House. It is simply oh, a house I in knew. the first district. Have you heard about it? Yes. I also wrote something down for it. Oh really? Do you yes, want to I tell can. it? No, you can. You can. Okay. So, the Hungarian house uh, was owned by... I'm not, I'm, she was a noble woman. I'm not sure whether she was a countess or a baroness. Something like this. She was very wealthy and very powerful, actually, because she... Um, what happened? I think her husband died in war, so she was the head of the family basically because there was no male heir at that time uh, this all happened around 1600 so 400 years ago just for context and uh, apparently um, there's a legend going around that she was murdering her female servants bathing in their blood uh, to keep herself immortal because she thought that would like I don't know drinking and bathing in the blood of innocent servants uh, well <laughs> would stop uh, would stop her from aging um, this actually, I think, is just a legend. Well, I'm pretty sure it's just a legend, otherwise she'd still be around. She was found out, though. Uh, she Actually, I think she she probably really did torture and kill some of her servants. Mm -hmm. And when she was found out, she was uh, put under house arrest until she died. Oh, really? <laughs> so maybe, yeah. So she didn't, she didn't live forever, and she, I think, died four years after being sentenced to house arrest. It's not very spooky, maybe, but yeah, it's, but it's also one of the few stories. Yeah, it's still creepy, and it's one of the uh, few stories that's connected to a, uh, an actual haunted house, uh, you could say, here in Vienna. And the other thing, um, the other place I wanted to talk about is something you've probably also heard. Maybe other people who, maybe our listeners have heard about it as well. 
it is called it's it's a street and it's literally called blood street or blood yeah. alley have or have you have you uh heard about why it's called like this there are i think several stories now yeah there are several stories about it and like i've heard three myths about it so the first one i've heard is that it is actually called like this it's very boring simply because it was next to the place where they would uh kill animals for for oh i'm really I, you mean I a slaughterhouse? Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> so it was uh, it was cool like this because it was right next to a slaughterhouse where tons of animals were being killed, and the blood would actually run down the street uh, gently. Um, never mind. It was running down. The blood was running down the streets, and that is why it's called uh, Blood Street. That's the one I know. And the other one is because apparently in this street where was uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, headquarters of the Knights Templar, who, um, are on the order of King Philip V, uh, were ordered to be killed um, on Friday 13th, uh, I think 1307. Ooh, and the street was filled with blood, and again, that's why it's called Blood Street, because people are not very creative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like the third myth I've heard about is kind of similar to be honest but it just said that the people that committed crimes were walking down the street and after the street was the city's execution area and so they executed the people there and the blood flew down the street again just like in the first myth Ah, uh, yeah I am, now I remember, that was the third one I couldn't remember I think I, I read that one as well, yeah Basically, all the myths are about blood running down the street, if we're honest. <laughs> That's true, yes. <laughs> so now, do you want to move on to the second segment of this episode? Yes. What would be the second? We are going to talk about tradition in Vienna. Is it traditions time already? It is. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> in this segment, we're going to talk about Halloween traditions, not only in Austria, but also all over the world. Do you want to start, Maxi? What kind of Halloween traditions do you know? Generally or specifically to Austria? Uh, specific to Austria? I would say um, specifically to Austria. <sighs> well, oh yes. Um, one thing I actually did as a child, which I really enjoyed, is pumpkin carving. Uh, yeah. Or carving a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I remember when we were little, um, we would buy like a really large pumpkin or several small ones so I had siblings so that we uh, could all uh, carve some pumpkins and uh, first we would uh, cut off the top of the pumpkin then we take a spoon and carve it out from inside and all put it in one big um, yeah in one big bowl and my, my mother would uh, then make soup of that as well which was uh, really lovely, like pumpkin soup is one of the best things Austria has to offer as well. Yeah, it's amazing. So good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then we would start carving away. I think we only got like uh, like the other butter knives, like not the sharp ones. Yeah, so <laughs> which uh, didn't make it itself. exactly easy. Yeah, exactly. We were very little. Um, yeah, like it never really ended up like I wanted it to look, but it definitely was fun. <laughs> That's true. I did it for the first time last year, and honestly, it was pretty difficult. Like, I needed mm -hmm. help at some point from a friend because mm. I couldn't do it on my own. 
but it's, it's, it's a lot easy, of fun. yeah. <laughs> and actually, I have a question for you, because yes, what do you do afterwards so that you keep the flies away? Because I didn't know what to do when all the flies came after a few hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, okay. So what we usually do is we uh, we put we put um, um, a small light inside, uh, like not a light, a candle. I mean. Yeah, I think I forgot about. And that. I usually kept them away because then we would uh, put the top, like we we removed the top of the pumpkin, uh, but we didn't throw it away. We saved it for later. So when it's completely carved out, we would use the uh, the top and put it back on. And then, we, uh, well, before we put like a little candle inside, light it, then put the top on on the pumpkin, and it would heat up so much inside that there wouldn't be any flies. Yes, that's a great tip. So yeah. if you're listening <laughs> and you're doing that, don't forget that because otherwise the whole pumpkin is going to be black and full of flies and rotten and Eww. eaten up. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Would also make for a proper Halloween uh, pumpkin, to be honest. You could put it in your front lawn, scare away children asking for sweets. Which is not actually an Austrian tra tradition. What do you mean? Uh, trick or treat? Or... Yeah, like, I've never done it, and I was never allowed no. to do it either. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I all. did that. <laughs> but you did that, actually, really. Yeah, I did that for many years. It was pretty common, like everybody did it here where I live, but now that really? everybody's grown up, no one does it anymore, like a few small children, but I noticed that every year it gets less and less. Interesting, because like I could swear like it, like back in the day, like I was really enthusiastic about trick-or-treating, but like basically what my parents told me was, well, I mean, if you really want to, you can, but like most people don't really know that tradition, so they'll be sending you away without sweets or anything. Oh, I do remember one time when I was a child, and I knocked on a door, and an elderly man opened it, and he didn't know what I was doing. Like He was like, what are you doing? What do you want from me? And I told mm -hmm. him, hey, do you have something sweet for me? And then he basically gave me money, and I remember being so sad about it, because I didn't know what to do with it. Oh, and today no. I would be happy about that. <laughs> Time's uh, Maybe we can try it again now that we're older. Yeah, and just like, money or money? <laughs> Help out a student. <laughs> the poor students. Mm. Yeah, but like that was also kind of what I was afraid. So that's actually the reason why I didn't go trick-or-treating. Because I was afraid that people would just look at me and be like, we don't do that here in Austria, <laughs> go back home. <laughs> It's a very American thing, as far as I know. Yeah, that is true. But I know a lot of people that still do that, honestly. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it never really caught on in Austria, but maybe I'm mistaken. Or I'm too old. So, what actually, what, what, what do you know? What, what kind of traditions do you know? Well, I would just say, like, throwing a Halloween party or just, like, a gathering with your friends. And then you would bake stuff, Halloween-themed muffins, like, there's mm -hmm. an event for that. Um, I think it was already done. And like you would also mm -hmm. like fish for apples. Do you know this game? Yes, yes. I know it from uh, pop culture. <laughs> I've never done it myself. Okay, yes. It is like a Halloween game where you 
fish mm-hmm. with your mouth or an apple in the water and you try to bite it, it's pretty difficult. And oh, wow. you should not do that right now because, no, that's kind of disgusting because you try to do that with the same water that everyone uses. Mm, maybe, maybe uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I've also heard that people do Ouija boards. Do you know them? Ooh, really? Ouija yes. boards? These things genuinely creep me out. Yeah, if you want to get creeped out, you can read a lot of stories about that on the internet. Have you ever tried out the Ouija board? No, I wanted to, but I didn't know what to buy them. <laughs> and I didn't know who wanted <laughs> to do it with me, so... I don't think you buy Ouija boards. I think you find them in the basement or... Uh, somewhere in an old forgotten house. I don't think you can buy them. <laughs> Amazon has everything, so maybe you can. That is actually true. That is actually true. I'll, I'll look it up after recording. <laughs> so stay tuned for next episode. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would just say, like, um, do your own costumes, do your own makeup for Halloween. And there's actually, like, an Austrian tradition. It is, um, I think, from Niederösterreich. Where you do mm-hmm. a Striezel passion. Have you heard about that? Uh, never, never, no. What's okay, that? Okay, so you buy a Striezel, which is a plated mm-hmm. bun. And you actually buy many of those. And then you have a um, big one for the winner. And mm-hmm. it's actually like a game with dice where you have to um, score the highest amount of um, numbers when you roll the dice. And... I'm not so sure about how it works to be honest, but I think you have to have two numbers that are the same and then count them together and who has the highest amount wins. And in the end, there's also like a final winner. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, I've actually never heard that. Uh, uh, heard about that. But that's probably something that's more common, uh, again, in the countryside, on the countryside. Yeah, probably more common, but it's like an overall Austrian. Halloween tradition. Yeah, yeah, specifically Austrian. Yes. I can imagine. Stritzel sounds very Austrian already. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You want to take so, any other traditions that you did you know? <clears throat> um, not for Halloween specifically, but I did write down one spooky tradition we have in December. You probably have the same mm. one, which is the Campus Love. Oh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it? The, the stage is yours, please. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, people dress up like um, Santa's help, no, not really helper, but like his enemy. And it's the campus, looks like the devil. And they have this run where they run while they are dressed as him. And it's kind of scary to look at it. Yeah, like for those people who don't know what they look like, just imagine like a devil, but like not like a cartoon devil, but like a genuinely scary devil with like hooves and completely hairy and they have like like a tongue that looks really real and it's like, I don't know, 50 centimeters and they have like, I don't know, like a bundle of sticks with which they hit children as well, I think, no? Yes, yes, they hit children with them, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's considered normal, right? <laughs> In Austria. <laughs> In Austria, yes. <laughs> we do that here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also the Campus Tag, which is on the 5th of December, like one day before um, 
Santa Claus Day, even though we don't have Santa Claus, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like we have the the original Saint Nicholas, I, I, yes. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the one the one with the with the white coat before Coca Cola Coca Cola uh, bought uh, Santa Claus and made him wear a red coat. <laughs> exactly. So that's about it. Yeah, I don't think there are many more Austrian traditions. Uh, though I have to admit, I completely forgot about the dressing up part. It's like very very common, as you said. Yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. it because it was so normal for me. But like, yeah, it's very, yeah. very common to wear yeah. a costume. Yeah, not as extravagant like in the United States, but still. Yeah, also not a, I don't know, sexy devil costume, but like generally creepy costumes. Yes, I think it's about time for our very last segment. Please what share what's the last segment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is two truths or one lie. So three stories, all in all. Three stories. And um, you cannot mm -hmm. ask me backup questions, to be honest, because all I'm saying is all that I have. So you have to get mm -hmm. off of that information that I give you. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So, in 2016, and all the stories um, take place in the United States, by the way, because that's mm -hmm. where all the scary stuff happens. So. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so, in the US, there was one father that decided to scare his son on Halloween, and he was dressed as a killer clown in Athens, Georgia. But what he didn't realize was that his son was actually standing right next to the fireplace when he wanted to scare him and his son was holding a club in his hand. And when the father scared his son while wearing the killer clown costume he was wearing, his son was so scared that he jumped and he lit his club on fire and he flew it away. And basically, you know what happens, the whole house burned down and the son actually mm -hmm. died and the father survived with major injuries. Oh no, really? Yes. I know. <laughs> That's the first story, right? It's just the first story. So, the yeah. second one. Mm -hmm. In 2005, there was an elderly woman in the US and she mm -hmm. committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree. And the body was actually easily noticeable from the point of view of passersby and passing vehicles, but no one called the police. And do you want to know why? It is because the oh, woman yeah. was swaying in the wind and everybody thought it was a Halloween decoration. Oh shit. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. That sounds so terrible that it, uh, well, it almost has to be true. Third one. I actually gave the third one a title, so it's called, well I mean it has a title. Um, <laughs> it's called, Sometimes a Costume is Just Too Good. In 2012, there was a nine-year-old girl, and she was wearing a costume. She wore a black outfit with a black hat, and she had a white tail. And sadly, she was mistaken for a skunk by one of her family members, and she got shot. But happily, she survived. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it says a lot that the the one story which has a happy ending is the one about uh, a child being shot and surviving. <laughs> yeah, um, at least she's not dead, right? So, which <laughs> oh, one man. do you think is true and which one is false? I mean, there are two true ones and one is false. Okay, so not two lies, one lie. <laughs> one lie. Yeah, okay, hmm. I actually think, so, the first story, it sounds like something you would tell your children, something that you have to be careful with, I don't know, it's something that my parents would tell me if they don't want me to uh, scare them on Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure about the first one. The second one, about the, the body of somebody uh, hanging on the tree, swinging in the wind, and being mistaken for a Halloween decoration is it's actually something that I think I've heard before I think it might actually be true I, I tend to think it's true the third one uh, like it could be it could be true as well I tend to say that it's true mm -hmm. so I'd go I'd say that the very first story is a lie I wish that all three would be lies, but I think the, the the first one is the only lie. Is it correct? Congrats! Oh, nice! I promise I did not look them up on the internet. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard them the very first time today, so... Yeah. Well, I hope our audience also figured out the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I hope it was entertaining and didn't scare yeah. you too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, Halloween is always a very macabre holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I think Instead of scaring part. away spirits, we're kind of invoking them. <laughs> Maxi, I think your favorite word is macabre, right? Today, yes, and especially in connection with Vienna. Yeah, uh, morbid yeah. would also be would be the second, uh, my second favorite. That's a good one too, you're right. Yeah, it's also a good synonym, so I don't have to say macabre all the time. It's good to switch things up. <laughs> exactly. Macabre, morbid, ma ma macabre, yeah, macabre. <laughs> well, there goes my language. <clears throat> there goes the alliteration. So thank you for being here for the first episode, Maxi. Thank you so much. I was very nice to be back, and I hope I'll can join in on the podcast in the future as well. Um, I think uh, for the next few episodes, uh, you and Becca will host the podcast. Is that correct? I hope so. That I hope that we are going to figure that out soon. Yes. Yeah. Mm, for those of you who don't know Becca, she was actually doing the podcast together with me last semester. Um, at least for the like, I think the last few episodes. So, some of you may already know her. Okay, so, now, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed our new episode of our podcast. And, uh, as always, if you have uh, questions, comments, or feedback, we would be really happy to hear it. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook, on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash ESMUVIN. I repeat, facebook.com slash esnunivin or on Instagram under the same name esnunivin 
Um, Louisa, is there something else that you'd like to add? Yes, I would also like to add that in the future we are hoping that we can also include you guys in our episodes. So if you think that you have a cool topic you want to talk about, hit us up on our social media, on WhatsApp, Facebook, you name it. And we can arrange that and we would be very happy to hear from you. Until then, uh, hope you stay healthy, stay tuned, and don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs>